0: Welcome back, everybody! Fantasy football, Yoda, Dominique. What's up?
1: What's going on, E? Welcome back, man. How's everybody doing out there? We appreciate all the love and support. Ah, twenty twenty one, man. Fans are back. It's good.
0: Yeah, it feels cra- it feels great to be good on the podcast again with you. Um, man, last episode was. Back in January, so it's crazy, really crazy. Mm-hmm. I'm excited to get back into it. All right, so Dom, let's uh, let's jump into this thing, man. How about um, let's start? Let's start with your upset of the week.
1: My upset of the week. All right. I don't know if you're ready for it though, E. Oh.
0: Are you really picking really your ready for? your
1: Jaguars? Are you picking your Jaguars? I would never ever pick my Jags. <laughs> ever. I'm going to go with um I'm hesitant here. I'm I'm very I'm not very very confident in it. In picking this, but I'm going to go with the Colts hosting the Rams. I like that one. That's my upset of the week. I see L.A. at uh, minus three and a half, right? And um, I think that Indy, it just seemed like watching that game last week, at some point you were thinking like, okay, when is the defense going to make a play? Or when are they going to look like, that sound Colts defense that they normally look like, you know? Yeah. And they didn't they didn't do much well at all last week. I mean, it really just seemed like Seattle took control from the beginning and then it was just like never never flustering. They, they never flustered Russ. He was always comfortable, always in control. I'm re-looking at the stats. They had three sacks, but third down, where did it go? Seattle only had nine attempts, and it converted yeah. on four of them. So, little less than 50%, but they only had nine attempts. That means they were winning first and second down, and then – almost half, winning half of their uh, third down. so I like Indy to bounce back. I really loved uh, how they used Jonathan Taylor in the past game that made me feel great as a fantasy owner also. And yeah. I don't know how true the rumor is that LA always plays with two high safeties, but that should open up running room for a Colts team that wants to run the ball. Uh, we saw David Montgomery obviously have success last week. So I'm going with Indy, man. And my score is going to be Indianapolis 27, L.A. 20.
0: All right. I like that upset pick, Dom. I really do. Um, I have to go with the Rams in this one. I want to pick the Colts. It smells fishy, like we said last year. If It's smelling fishy. It's fishy, and um, I don't know. That's what I thought about the Eagles all last season. I thought they were going to break out. I was like, this is a great spot for the Eagles. They're going to win. They're going to win, and the Eagles are, I mean, you know, kind of a similar team to the Colts this season in that they got Carson Wentz as their quarterback. Um, The Eagles generally have a good run defense. The Colts have have a very good run defense this year. Our, our last year, last season. They did it on Sunday. But um, I don't know. I just – I, I like I the Rams in this one. Fantasy-wise, Eric Fisher, the tackle for the Colts, is looking like he might play this week. That would be huge for the run game of the Colts. And I like Jonathan Taylor. That's about it on the Colts side. And on the Rams side, I think you have to like – a lot of those wide receivers. Um, I don't know if you know Bobby Woods gets more uh, targets this week. But uh, if you have Cooper Cup, you have to love the targets and the production that he had last week against the Bears. Um, I think the Colts have played better run defense. I've, I probably wouldn't start Daryl Henderson Jr. And who knows, maybe they put Sony Michelle um in the game more so yep that's all i have from a fantasy perspective um i'll get to my upset pick dom let me let me see the schedule here all right my upset pick dom let me see here man i gotta find an underdog i'm gonna go with the cincinnati Bengals. i'm actually kind of shocked that they are an underdog I mean I guess it's because they're on the road right but I'm gonna have to go against the Bears man I just don't like their coaching I don't like the way their defense played last week and it's just everything about them them being at home it does smell a kind smells kind of weird it smells like it could be the Bears moment to get a win, but I got the Bengals. I love the Bengals receivers this week against the Bears secondary. Eddie Goldman for the Bears, the nose tackle, looks like he probably won't play again this week. Um, I would even take Joe Mixon heavily this week. I would take I would take all the Bengals players this week. I, I don't know if I would start Joe Burrow because I don't know if he's going to get a lot of passing touchdowns. But, yeah, I'm all over Joe Mixon this week, all three of those wide receivers for the Bengals. And then from the Chicago side, I'm not sold on Cincinnati's defense. I would definitely be playing Allen Robinson and David Montgomery, but man, I can't trust anybody else on that Bears team. What are you about what about you, Dom?
1: Yeah, I mean, I told you how excited I was to watch that Cincinnati-Minnesota game last week, and obviously winning in overtime, was one of the uh, most competitive games there was last week. And I'm feeling good about everything you, you, you've already said. Uh, Joe Mixon, um, Joe Burrow, and really just this game being similar to the Minnesota game. Another NFC opponent, Cincinnati's going on the road, and I think – Vegas is looking at that, and I am too, of how much home crowd is going to play a factor. And so with this being the Bears' first home game after playing in L.A. last week, I can see why they are the favorite, and maybe they do come out with just a ton of juice. But I think these are two fairly evenly matched teams. That's That's the feeling I had last week when they played Minnesota, And that's the feeling that I have this week. It just doesn't seem like either one is just more outstanding than the other. You know what I mean? Yeah. It just doesn't seem like either one, unless one of them is just able to establish the run game and force turnovers and then just, you know, control the game that way, which I don't think that we're going to see that either. I think we're going to see another game similar to last week that comes down to the wire, Um, maybe even goes into overtime again. Mm Mm-hmm. But I do think I'm going to go with the home team and uh, keep it very close. I'm going to go with Chicago. I'm going to actually have uh, Cincinnati covering the spread. I'm going to go Chicago 26, Cincinnati 24.
0: I like that. Sorry, I didn't get my scores off for the last two games. So for the Colts game. I'm going to go Los Angeles, 27, and the Colts, 17. And then for the Bengals-Bears game, I will go Bengals, 24, Bears, Chicago, Bears. The Chicago Chicago.
1: Bears.
0: I'll go Chicago Bears at 20, 24-20, the Bengals over the Bears. Dom, which way should we transition next?
1: I think it's time to liven this thing up a little bit, man. Okay. Let's liven Hold it up on. a little bit.
0: Okay. Go ahead, man. What, what game you want to talk about next?
1: Well, first off, I want to talk about Pittsburgh hosting Las Vegas. Now, okay. Now, I might be confusing people about livening it up. But the energy that I have toward this game is livening it up because I don't think this one is going to be close, man. I really don't. I think that the Pittsburgh Steelers, after going up to Buffalo and stealing a win like that, that not many people picked them to win, certainly didn't think that they would come back from down 10 to nothing, I don't think. They're coming home. We keep talking about this home field advantage. Well, at least I do. There is no greater home field advantage in the NFL than Heinz Field in September, October, November, whatever the case is, man. This is about the only time you're going to see a clear blue sky in Pittsburgh. It just gives me memories all the time. Not even a Steelers fan, but I could just remember all these times week one or whatever the case was. These blue skies, the field is actually intact, and the fans just cannot wait to flood that stadium, wave their terrible towels. Listen, I told you personally, E. Najee Harris's yep. breakout game is this week. 100% guarantee it. I'm talking about a monster game. The Raiders, they play with a ton of juice against Baltimore, but Baltimore was able to run the ball pretty effectively. I think that Mike Tomlin and Matt Canada are sitting there like, hey, the big boss came down and said we got to run the ball. We weren't (laughs) able to do it against Buffalo. Hey, now is our opportunity. Najee's playing his hometown team in the Raiders. He grew up out there in California, uh, Antioch, California. Obviously, the Raiders are in Las Vegas now, but that's who he grew up watching. Probably didn't grow up far, maybe within an hour, from the Raiders' uh, stadium, so... He's going to be juiced up. The Raiders defense, like I said, Baltimore had success running. I think the Steelers jump all over the Raiders early, man, early. I'm talking about a 38-13 to 13 Steelers win with Najee Harris getting over, 25 touches easy, three total touchdowns. It's going to be a monster day for this kid. I really believe so. Darren Waller was special the other night. But the rest of the Raiders receivers in the past game really wasn't. I think that TJ Watt and Melvin Ingram and um what's the other
0: uh edge rusher? Cam Hayward. Oh Highsmith.
1: Highsmith. Didn't Highsmith play really well? Didn't I see something about that?
0: He did play well okay, yeah.
1: I think they're gonna eat those Raiders tackles alive E. Oh <laughs> man. I really, really do. I don't they did I mean Josh Jacobs certainly didn't impress me running the ball the other day. Like, give me the Steelers 38 to 13. And I think it's just gonna be a fun one for people to watch, man.
0: I like this game. I'm a Steelers fan. I have a really good feel on this game. Um I'd be really shocked if this is a blowout for the Steelers. The Steelers have to start two rookie. Uh, offensive lineman again this week, this, the left tackle and the center. And it was very evident that that offensive line had trouble doing a lot of things on Sunday. Um, do I think they get better? Yeah, but I think it's going to be a slow progression. I don't think it's going to be overnight switch. And I like the Raiders front seven. They had two bad run plays that they gave up last week. If you take those two bad run plays away, They actually did really well against the Ravens' running backs. Um, No one's going to contain Lamar, so I I don't even put that into the equation. But if you just look at the running plays to running backs um, last week, the Raiders did a pretty good job except for two plays. Um, They have very good, talented defense alignment now, Um, something that they haven't had in a while. And – I think they're going to slow down the Pittsburgh offense, um, at least in the first half, and when Pittsburgh tries to run the ball, and then I think Pittsburgh's going to abandon the run, um, knowing what their offensive line looks like, and they'll start throwing the ball a lot. So, and they, just, they can they could throw the ball to Najee Harris a lot. I, I could see that, but I mean, fantasy-wise, man, if you have any of those Steelers wide receivers. I don't know what to tell you. I really don't. I mean, I think one's going to go off every week. I just don't know which one it is. And uh, Najee, I think Najee gets into the end zone this weekend. I agree with you on that. From the Raiders' perspective, uh, man, Pittsburgh defense is pretty darn good, again, like always. Um, I probably wouldn't play anybody except for Waller. I can't really pick any of the wide receivers either because he likes Renfro, he likes Brian Edwards and apparently Ruggs is supposed to be the most special one out of all of them, but he doesn't really favor Ruggs that much. So I don't know. That's what that's my gut feeling. I think it's going to be kind of a lower scoring game. I think Pittsburgh does find a way to win. So I'll go game score. I'll go Pittsburgh 23, Las Vegas 17. Okay. All right, Dom, let me liven it up. Let me go to my most exciting game. I'm going to go New Orleans Saints at the Carolina Panthers.
1: Okay, okay.
0: That's my most exciting game of the week. I am drinking the Matt uh yeah, whatever you want to call it, Kool-Aid, man. I'm all about the Panthers. Keep pounding, Dom. <laughs> And, yeah, man, it's my most exciting game of the week. I think Carolina's going to surprise people this season. I love their coaching staff. I'm a believer in Sam Darnold. He was my highest-rated quarterback coming out of that draft with Josh Allen, Baker Mayfield, Rosen, Lamar Jackson. He was the guy I'm still backing. I'm still believing in Sammy Darnold. And then New Orleans is coming off of that, you know, emotional win for them. Hurricane wiped them out of their city. They can't even practice there. And now they're going to Carolina after a big win. So divisional matchup, really excited about this one. I have the Panthers winning. I could have used this as my upset, but this is my most exciting. I have the Panthers winning this game. I think New Orleans has a little bit of a hangover from last week. They come back down to reality. And, um, yeah, I like Sam Darnold throwing the ball this week. Uh, Lattimore is doubtful. So I love the Panthers getting after it, getting after the Saints secondary. I think they overachieved a little bit last week. And, yeah, so fantasy-wise, if you have any of those players, I think I'd play them Christian McCaffrey – uh, of course, obviously, um, but D.J. Moore, Bobby Anderson. Um, maybe even if you're desperate and you you want to play the rookie from LSU, Terrace Marshall Jr., I wouldn't even be opposed to playing him either. So that's who I got from the Panthers' side, from the Saints' side. I would play just the noticeables. I'd play Kamara. And that's it. I I, I don't trust what uh, any of those other wide receivers are going to do. You never know with Sean Payton's offense. So yeah, final score, I'll go 23-20 Panthers over the Saints.
1: Okay. Um. So I looked at this game and I was with you, but I just didn't see it as a clean game. I mean, <laughs> I think that I think this one can have some fireworks, but I see it going to looking at it as being more of, like, a funny game. I wasn't that impressed with Sam Darnold last week. Um, I thought that he did well. I thought it was going to be a much bigger emphasis game for him, putting an exclamation point, you know, really sending it to the Jets, and he really mm-hmm. didn't. Um, I honestly thought that he would throw for, like, 300 plus yards and multiple touchdowns. He did run one in obviously, but he only threw the one touchdown to Bobby Anderson. And I thought that, that he would steal the show from Christian McCaffrey, but it obviously became the Christian McCaffrey show. Um and then I look at New Orleans just dismantling Green Bay and I thought they had much I thought they had many more sacks than they did. They had the uh, interceptions on Rodgers, but I thought they had more sacks, too. It seemed like they were getting pressure. And when I looked at this game, I just thought of it as a little bit sloppy. I I think that Jameis Winston is going to turn the ball over. And I thought Sam Darnold might turn the ball over, too, just because Jameis just threw five touchdowns and no picks. So I kind of expect him to go the opposite way. And because I just expect the Saints defense to – continue to bring that juice that they had. I mean, their confidence should be sky high, right, if they just got after Aaron Rodgers like that. So I'm, yeah, closely watching the Marshawn Lattimore injury because I think that makes it more interesting. But I'm with you. I think that there's some fireworks in this game, but I just think it's going to be more funny to watch than anything. And I do agree with you, though. I'm going to take Carolina – in this one. I'm going to take the Panthers. I don't know that I'm drinking. Any juice. For the Panthers <laughs> just yet. Um, but yeah. Give me Carolina. And another upset. And I'll take them. Um, 26 to 23. On the last second field goal. To end it. And. That's. I feel pretty good about that. But. I really want to take it E to the other game that I really – like, if I just wasn't – if I didn't have Najee Harris in one of my fantasy leagues, yeah, um, I, would, I would have clearly went to this one.
0: Before you go there – sorry, Don, to take your, your thunder away. Um, do you want to blow through some of these snoozers real quick? Or you just want to jump right to your thing? We'll We'll blow through the snoozers after this one.
1: Yeah, we can we can blow through some of these snoozers actually. Um, okay. It's to, I mean, we have to start with tonight though. I'm not. Oh I'm not yeah. even, even going to be paying attention to that
0: game. Oh yeah, let's knock that one out. Yeah, give a couple of touching points in your score, and we'll move on from it.
1: I went and I looked, and I guess Daniel Jones is. It wasn't as bad as I thought, but. I can't, I can't, I normally can't stand the Washington and New York game anyway. I never like it, whether it's in FedEx field or whether it's at MetLife Stadium, I never liked this game. When Victor Cruz was making plays, it got a little exciting at times. And then when Odell came on the scene, it got a little bit excited. But I've never, ever liked this game. I hate the colors in this game. I hate the two stadiums. When these two teams play each other, it just looks so boring to me. I'm glad it's a Thursday night game and pissed at the same time. I'm not looking forward to it. It's just so bland to me. I'm taking Washington in a low-scoring field goal defensive struggle, 29-14 Washington football team. I'm not excited about this one at all.
0: Yeah, I'll be very brief on this one as well. Fantasy-wise, Daniel Jones has actually played some of his best games against Washington. I think that ends tonight. I think Daniel Jones' time with the Giants is maybe two more weeks left, and that'll be the last start of his NFL career. Um, I have Logan Thomas having a pretty – Successful night tonight for Washington. I like Gibson to have a touchdown, and um, I think that's probably about it of who I really like um, for the Giants. I don't know. I don't. I don't know at all. I, I wouldn't. I wouldn't play anybody if I had any Giants players. What
1: do you think about and Sterling Shepard? He had a pretty solid week last year. Last week, seven catches, one hundred thirteen yards, and a touchdown, and Keenan Allen was in the slot last week and, and torched Washington. you think he can repeat that?
0: I mean, maybe. I just don't trust Daniel Jones, and I'm not willing to risk it. I mean, maybe maybe Sterling Shepard does have a repeat per- performance of last week, but I'm not going to risk it. I'm going to play safe. There's better wide receiver options out there to play. Um, yeah, I'm staying away from... Pretty much both of these teams, fantasy-wise, tonight. But I will have Washington finally beating New York. They've had trouble with them. And I'll keep it lower scoring than what you had, Dom. I'll have, like, 23-10, 23-13, Washington over New York. Um, Next game I want to knock out of the way real quick is Atlanta at Tampa Bay. Snoozer for me. Um, even though Tampa Bay's secondary is banged up and just not very good in general. We, I mean, everyone's got to know that by now. Um, Atlanta, maybe they keep up with them a little bit, but after a while, I think Tampa runs away with it. I, I would play everybody Tampa Bay right now, and all those three main wide receivers, I would play them if they were on my fantasy team this week because I think Atlanta pushes them for two, for two quarters half the game, and then Atlanta... Um, I would play a lot of their wide receivers and Kyle Pitts, the tight end. I would play Russell Gage. I would play Calvin Ridley. I would play, um, yeah, Kyle Pitts. So, um, yeah, that's what I got. But I got Tampa winning this one going away. I got points. I think they get to 30 points. Um, I'll go 30. I'll go, I'll go 33 or 34. Let's go 34. That's a weird number, kind of. 34 to 14, uh, Tampa over Atlanta.
1: Yeah, I'm I'm right there with you. I'm gonna I'm gonna spice this up a little bit though. This one isn't as much of a snoozer for me because Okay. I'm <laughs> uh I'm gonna play Ronald Jones again this week. I love <laughs> I love how they came out and said that he's starting this week. I mean that just you don't know how much that brightened my day when they said that he's out the doghouse. He's starting this week <laughs> against a low, low Falcons defense. And Kenneth Gainwell and Miles Sanders had good days last week against Atlanta at home. Yeah. Uh Tampa's had a couple extra days to rest and game plan. I'm with you. I like a blowout forty to fourteen. Forty to seventeen actually. Um I do think Kyle Pitts comes alive though this week. And um yeah, I'm with you. It gets out of hand after a while. But yeah, I'm looking at this one for to be a, a clean day all around for the Bucks offense. Forty to forty, uh, 40 to seventeen. Excuse me.
0: Okay. All right. Um, where do you want to go now, Dom? You want to go back to your um, your game you're looking forward to?
1: I got two more snoozers.
0: Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Let's knock them out. Let's knock. Let's get through this card a little bit.
1: New New England at New York. New England at the Jets. I just I don't see this going well. And me neither. I like uh I like New England's offense to play another clean, fairly clean game. You know, Mac Jones around two hundred and fifty to three hundred yards right around that range. You know, maybe Nelson Aguilar, Jacoby Myers are some worth some fantasy starts. And um I like Damian Harris to bounce back after his fumble. So it seems like they're showing confidence in him still. And I like Zach Wilson to Make a few plays. Like, I don't think it's ever – I'll admit, the guy's been doing better than I thought. But it's still just too bad of a team and really no run game at all that it's just going to hurt him. So, I think he'll make a couple of throws. I don't think it's going to just be your typical Bill Belichick versus a rookie quarterback. You know, I don't think it's going to be that bad. But at the same time, they've got no run offense and – Corey Davis was really the only one that did anything receiving-wise last week. So, not too excited about this one. Love New England's defense fantasy-wise. And, um, yeah, give me the Patriots 27-10. to 10.
0: Yeah, I express all the same sentiments I have. New England, I mean, now that Makai Beckton's out for the Jets, I really love that New England defense this week to get after it. I think it is a typical Bill Belichick against a rookie quarterback – and I think that they really stop Zach Wilson altogether. And I'm with you, uh, fantasy-wise. I love Damian Harris this week to bounce back. Um, and I love Mac Jones. If you have Mac Jones, I might, even, I might play him, potentially. Um, but other than that, really nothing else to say on this game from my end. I'll go New England 30, the Jets 3, 30-3. to 3. Alert, alert the drubbing. Alert the <laughs> drubbing. <laughs> um, what's your next snoozer, Don? Um,
1: the other one, I mean, some of these, really, I don't know that you're going to agree, but it, it was San Fran at Philly.
0: No way, bro. Oh, just the matchup and everything?
1: I, I, yeah, the matchup. I mean, these. To me, it's going to be a snoozer in the fact that these two are two still fighting for. I mean, to me, for real, both of them kind of have the same feel. The Eagles winning the Super Bowl in 2017 and San Fran going to the Super Bowl and losing. They they both feel like they've just been clawing, clawing and still trying to fight the whole entire NFL and the, all the NFL fan bases for respect. Like, it's like they still don't have respect, even though. They've gone to the Super Bowl recently. And so these two teams, they play hard. They play well. But San Fran giving up that many points to Detroit bothered me. And Philly never really had an explosive play. So that's what I mean in this game. I don't really see any explosive plays. I really see both teams kind of having the same amount of time of possession and minus any, like, penalties or anything. I don't see many big passing plays. I don't think any of us really like either one of these passing offenses. And Debo Samuel, you know, torched the Lions last week. But I don't think that we're going to see Philly, you know, have any big plays. That's what I mean by this. I think this is just going to be a nice slugfest where San Fran wins 24 to 21. But no real, like it's just going to be physical football a lot of runs, a lot of just vanilla passes if that makes sense. I, I mean, I completely yeah. understand if I'm in the minority, but that's that's just not what I'm looking for, really. It's just, yeah.
0: yeah, I could see I could see the game styles being uh, boring. I mean they both matriculate the ball down the field. Um, sprinkling in some play action and all that stuff, but man, I'm really looking forward to this game. I'm excited about this game. Um, I, Man, I go back and forth and back and forth on this one. I, I got to go with the 49ers to win this game. I, I think they're focused. I think they're very focused after last week, and I know just as a team, they have high expectations to have a, a winning season this year after what happened last season. So, man... I would play – I would play – I think there's going to be points in this one. I think there's going to be points. Uh, just for the Eagles side, I love Devontae Smith. I'm, I'm going to play him. I have him in my league. Um, Verrett for the 49ers got hurt last week. The cornerback, he's not playing this week. I think Emmanuel Mosley is supposed to be back for the 49ers, so that is good news. But still, even with him back, the overall secondary is not good. It's their weakest part of their defense. And I think Jalen Hurts has a very nice day again. That offensive line is protecting him. They're running the ball well. I think they run the ball well against the 49ers, too. Um, There's going to be points in this one. I I like all the big names. I would play all the big names. I'd play Ayuk. I'd play Devo Samuel. I'd play Kittle, uh, Elijah Mitchell, the running back for the 49ers. Um, Yeah, I I would play all those people. Uh, Play Miles Sanders for the Eagles. Rager, Devontae Smith, even the tight ends, throw them in there. Um, I, I see a lot of points in this one. I'm going go to go 30-27, to the 49ers over the Eagles. Dom, what was your score for the 49ers-Eagles? 24-21, 49ers.
1: 20, okay, 24-21.
0: Okay. Um, man, what, let's see. So let's transition, Dom. Let's, uh, what was that game you, you were talking about?
1: Oh man. It's just it's such a clean game for me. And it is the huh? Dallas Cowboys at the Los
0: Angeles okay. Chargers. All right, all right.
1: And it's it's just it's that perfect Sunday afternoon. It's CBS, it's Romo, it's Nance. Man, <laughs> I'm just so excited for this one. As good as Dallas's offense looked against Tampa Bay, minus the run. I mean, they didn't even try and run it really. Um, as, as good as – this is what I mean. I mean, let's just be honest. Majority of fans want to see passes spr- with, a, with a few runs sprinkled in, and when they do run the ball at times, they want to see it burst. You know what I mean? So this yeah. is the complete opposite of Philly and San Fran, where we're going to see big chunk pass plays in this one, whether it's, you know, Dak throwing to his receivers – Or Herbert throwing to Mike Williams and Keenan Allen. And then when they do hand it off to Zeke, you know, we're going to see some tough runs. He's going to, we're going to see broken tackles. We're going to see him bursting. We're going to see Eckler breaking some tackles. That's what I'm looking for. That gets me excited, man. These are, either way, if they played in Dallas or in LA, beautiful stadiums, beautiful setting. The sun is just going to be creeping in toward halftime. I love that. Like, I can't get enough of these kind of games. I really can't. And I, I think it's going to be very clean. Maybe, you know, one turnover for each team. And really, it could be the deciding factor. What I don't even know. Let me see what the over-under is for this one. Because I think it's going 55. to be 55 and a half. I think that's going to be a very, very close one. I'm actually going to take the over. Um, me too. Actually, I don't think it's going to be that close at all. Because I'm going to put both teams in the 30s. Um, And I'm going to pick the Cowboys. For some reason, I'm liking – I'm going against uh, what I said about home teams. And uh, Cowboys are on the road twice. I did not not realize that. But the Cowboys, have they lost every preseason game they had. They lost (laughs) week one against Tampa. It was not a moral victory for them, I don't believe. You know, all the Cowboys fans are saying we played well, this and that. I think they come out, and I think they find a way. I really do. I'm going Cowboys 35-31, and I just expect it to be filled with good offensive plays, good chunk plays, something fun for everyone to watch, man.
0: I've got the Chargers winning this game, especially now that Demarcus Lawrence is not there for the Cowboys. He broke his foot or something or I don't know. He, he broke something and he's out. He's not playing. And man, that's like the only hope I'd give for that Dallas defense. Every Everybody else, I mean, I like the linebackers. I think the linebackers played well last week to an extent. But other than that, lack of pass rush. They can't stop the run and their secondary is one of the worst in the league already. And we already thought that. That plays right into the hand of the Chargers. Herbert's going to have a big day. Mike Williams actually looked the best he's looked in a long time. Um, him and Keenan Allen. Guyton. I even think Guyton's going to have a big day. I would play all of those guys. Uh, for Dallas, I would play all of them too. But, man, it's tough. This one is tough. I mean, I, I think... I think L.A. could actually shock Dallas. I think they could kind of stifle them. They have – Brandon Staley, defensive coordinator for the Rams last season, had the best passing offense. He has a better secondary this year than he did last season or just more talent on paper than he did with the Rams in the secondary, I think. I think just a slight edge, you know. I like the cornerbacks. I like Asante Samuel Jr., the rookie. And I think they could slow down Dallas. I wouldn't be surprised if Dallas has a little bit of trouble scoring as, at a, the same pace as the Chargers. Um, but the only thing is I think Zeke has a big day because I'm, I don't think the Chargers can stop the run that well. So I see a lot of Zeke running the ball. I see a lot of Dak running the ball. Um, So I'd be a little cautious playing the wide receivers this week for Dallas, but I would still play them because I think they're going to be behind and they'll have to start throwing. Um, Yeah, so final game score for this one, I'll go 37-27 Chargers over the Cowboys. Okay. It actually – it's giving me – because
1: I'm going to kind of transition into the next game because I got a little bit of a dilemma now uh, with the Kyler Murray show. Like as clean as I think that Justin Herbert, I got Herbert and Kyler Murray in that one league. So it's giving me you know some thought. but the Kyler Murray show was uh, the top rated show last week and um, definitely very fun to watch. They got Minnesota coming to the desert, which I think Arizona, I think they start off 2 and0 and I think they get talked about a lot or you know, I think the question gets thrown around whatever you want it to be. Is Arizona the top contender to Tampa Bay in the NFC? Are they the best team in the NFC? You know, they look good against Tennessee. Uh, Then this week, I think they're going to look good against Minnesota also. And I wouldn't be surprised if this one gets a little out of hand because that defense played well. Minnesota's run game was stifled, really, by Cincinnati, who did get better at run defense, but you still expected Dalvin to go over 100, and he didn't and got his 20 carries still. So um, Arizona stifled Big Hen last week. Like, I don't know, man. I feel like this one could get a little out of hand unless Thielen and Justin Jefferson are able to – Thielen had a monster game. But unless those two are – and Kirky are able to, you know, put up big numbers in the passing game, I like Arizona. And I think there's something brewing. I think there's a lot of energy over there. In uh, in that Phoenix area, especially with the Suns, I told you before, with the Suns going to the finals, I think yeah. uh, Arizona's trying to take that momentum. And so give me the Cardinals. Give me the Cardinals. I think they're going to match their 38 last week. They scored 38 against Tennessee. I think they matched that this week against Minnesota. And Minnesota only scores 17, 38-17 cards.
0: I'm right there with you, man. These secondaries for both of these teams are not very good. Patrick Peterson does come back to Arizona. That is something to keep an eye on. But man, uh, the Cardinals have a really bad secondary. I'm playing Justin Jefferson. I'm playing Adam Thielen, and I'm very happy with those two players this week. And I and I know they're going to be down. Um. The Arizona's, man, Arizona's cornerbacks are not very good. I, I really like Thielen and Jefferson this week. I do like Arizona's run defense. I liked it before the season. I think they improved. I think they got nastier, just with J.J. Watt, but then Chandler Jones being healthy this year. Um, their two interior defense alignment are you know coming along. They're not rookies anymore. Um, but I just wanted to see if Zavin Collins and Isaiah Simmons at linebacker was going to work out, and it looked like it's working out just fine. So, And then Minnesota has the left tackle issues with Derrissaw being out. That's why they looked so bad last week against the Bengals running the ball. Um, yeah, I'm right there with you, Dom. Not much else to say on this one. I will go Cardinals into the 30s somewhere. Let's go 33. And Minnesota i will have them get into 23. So 33-23 Cardinals over the Vikings.
1: All right, sounds good.
0: Um, Let's transition to a game I'm interested in. Let's go to Buffalo at Miami. Dom, what are your takes on this one?
1: Yeah, very excited about this one. Um, Buffalo swept them last year. The first matchup was a competitive one, a little weird. I think they had a a delay because of weather. Um, It's in Miami again this year. So. Excuse me, please. I have to... (coughs) Oh, excuse me. I had to sneeze. Go ahead. So, I think Buffalo's pretty pissed off at themselves for blowing that game last week. Yeah. Miami's feeling pretty good. So, I expect this one to be very competitive. Um, Everything's pointing in the right direction. Neither one of these teams... I mean, both of these teams have a lot to lose. Neither one of these teams want to lose this one, man. You got swept last year by Buffalo, and you got embarrassed trying to get into the playoffs last year in the last week of the regular season. Um, so, yeah, you're 1-0, and they're 0-1. So the Bills certainly don't want to go 0-2 and lose two AFC games to start off the year. So they're going to be playing balls out. Miami, they're fighting for respect, unfortunately. I'm giving the edge to Buffalo, though, and um, Miami's still going to play their man defense. I think Buffalo's got a nice offensive game plan for them, and uh, yeah, unless Miami just comes out and completely changes what they do defensively, I don't think anybody's still there yet with the, saying that you know the offense is there, even with Will Fuller coming back. I don't think anybody is, you know, very comfortable to just say, yeah, I know Miami can easily put up 28 points. So we'll see how it goes. But I expect this one to be just, like, completely selling out. We have to win this game. Both teams, I think, think that way. I just think Buffalo's a little bit more desperate, and I think they find a way. They they dig deeper and find a way to pull it out. Um, 30
0: to 24. Wow. Okay, uh, it's a little bit more points than I have, but everything else I'm right there with you, 100%. I like Miami at home. I really like that. I think they do have a home field advantage there, just weather-wise, because it's so humid there, especially for a team like Buffalo. Um, you know, that's just it's it's a different environment. I know they go down there every season, but it just is. It's different. But man. The, the Bills do not want to run the ball. There's no point in having Singletary. There's no point in having Zach Moss on your fantasy team. Get rid of them. They actually ran the ball well against the Steelers last week on a couple of carries, seven carries or 11 carries for 77 yards for Devin Singletary, I think. But they're just not going to run the ball. I mean, gosh, Josh Allen threw for 50 times again. And Miami can't stop the run. They confirmed it again last week against the Patriots. They can't stop the run. So they have these great uh, pass defenders, secondary players. And so it kind of gives me a little weird feeling with Buffalo. It just does because they're going to throw it, and they're throwing right into the teeth of that defense. But I'm with you. I think Buffalo's a little bit more desperate. I think they find a way to pull it out fantasy-wise for the Dolphins, for the Fish. Um, I like, it's just, two is just not confident still. He's not confident, guys. I don't know what it is. I don't know what's wrong with him. He's throwing off his back foot. And when he is throwing the receivers, he's throwing it short. So it's away from the defender. So he doesn't turn the ball over. That's why I like less points in this game because both quarterbacks don't want to turn the ball over and they're going to have trouble scoring in the red zone. So I have the Bills winning 20 to 13 over the fish.
1: Okay. Okay.
0: Um, Dom, I'm going to transition to this game. I actually like this game a lot for some reason. Houston at Cleveland. I like Houston, man. Wow. I lo- Not to win, but, but Dom, I'm thinking about it. And it's not just because I'm a Steelers fan. I'm hating on the Browns. Houston is being slept on. We're being underappreciated. They're not being acknowledged for who they are and what they have. They have a disciplined head coach. They have a longtime defensive coordinator in Lovey Smith. They have veterans littered everywhere on that team. What does that mean? It means this team has pride and they also have experience and they also know how to win in the NFL. A lot of these players have played on winning teams. Okay? That spells danger. Houston might be in this game. They might upset the Browns. I'm serious. They might. And the Browns have offensive line problems this week. Three out of their five starters are questionable. Now, I don't know. I'm, I think they all play, but who knows? Who knows? But regardless, Houston can move the ball. They showed me last week. I mean, I know it's against the Jags, but just their offensive philosophy. I like it. I like it. But I'm still picking Cleveland to win this one. Um, that was just my Houston rant. Um, I'll go some points in this one. I will go Cleveland. Oh, yeah, Cleveland. Sorry, Cleveland fantasy-wise. I love Chubb. I love Kareem Hunt and Jarvis Landry. That's about it. I'm not touching anybody else. Um. Yeah, I'll go Cleveland at, uh, let's go Cleveland 27, and I'll go Houston 17.
1: Okay. So, I'll give you one of those games of, like, well, the score didn't indicate, like, well, Houston lost by this much. Yeah, but it was if you actually watched it. I'll give you one of those because you're right. I mean, they got a lot of NFL experience whether it's coaches or players. And it showed against Jacksonville. You warned me about it back in the summer, and I told you, "Yeah, Jacksonville's still going to win this game. I honestly wouldn't be surprised because I know how bad we are if we lost it." Yeah. Um and so that that's what happened. I still picked Jacksonville, and then they just looked Terrible, but I am uh, I am certainly feeling like Cleveland gets the dog pound rocking. I'm playing their defense <laughs> fantasy-wise. I don't think that they're just going to smother the Texans. I hope they do, but I do think that they maybe find a way to score defensively. Uh, I love the run game against the Texans. They they stifled Jacksonville, which isn't saying much, but um, Trevor Lawrence was able to throw on them. So, but we know Cleveland just wants to run the ball. They're going to run the ball. They're creative. They can run the ball on anybody, man. Chubb is going over yep. 100 yards for sure. He's getting in the end zone. I'm telling you, a tight end. I guarantee a tight end scores. I don't know if it's Njoku. I think so, too, right? Yeah, it's one of them. Um, yeah, Hooper, Hooper Harrison yeah. Bryant, Njoku. One of them's getting in the yeah. end zone. Um, I like Cleveland to run away with this. Uh, I got a, I got a few high scores this week, but I'm going Cleveland 41 to 17 because uh, like I said, okay. I think they score on defensive special teams, and then I think maybe you know we'll see if Nick Chubb or Kareem Hunt breaks one, and if they just fall to the ground. But I think they're going to break a late run also. <laughs> I think they're going to run all day on them. Both of them might eclipse 100 yards, but yeah, maybe if we watch this game, it's a little closer than we thought. But yeah, Cleveland.
0: All right, Um, we got a couple, I think, four games left, Dom. Let's uh, run through them here. I'm just looking at the next one. Let's let's go to Jacksonville, man. Let's go Denver at Jacksonville. I'll let you start with this one. This is your team.
1: Yeah, let's do it. Um, I actually expect us to play better. Uh, I think Trevor Lawrence is going to be a leader. Um, You know, there's a little bit of a sound bite of him talking to his own line. Like, you know, look, win or lose this game, we just got to be better. You know, and he's he's just showing his leadership, and that's good. And my whole focus has been on Trevor Lawrence. It's never been on Urban Meyer, you know, how much I dislike that. So mm-hmm. I expect Jacksonville, especially when I look at the stats and I see Daniel Jones can throw for 237 yards against them, that's good, you know. I don't know if we'll be able to, you know, hold up. I don't remember how many sacks Denver had last week against the Giants, but – um yeah, I expect us to just really rely on the pass heavily. I like all three of the Jacksonville receivers. It was beautiful that I, I don't think it was just because we were losing to the Texans. I mean getting blown out really that, you know, Shark was able to get twelve targets and then Marvin Jones and LaVisca were able to get nine each. I don't think that was just because we were losing so badly. I think that's gonna actually be part of the I game agree. plan. So I'm excited about that, and I think that Jacksonville does keep it close. I think they find a way to lose it in the end because I expect Teddy. I expect Melvin Gordon and Javante Williams to look similar. Uh, You know, if Melvin didn't break off that 70-yard run, then his day looks a lot different. So I expect Teddy to be able to really move the ball well. I like Noah Fant a lot in this game. Um, Sutton. Tim Patrick, I think, have good games. Maybe K.J. KJ Hamler beats us deep. Um, I'm get, I'm taking the Broncos 23-21. Jags lose in heartbreaking fashion on the last-second field goal. Huh.
0: I agree with you 100%, man. I think the Jags come out and play really good this week. Um, Denver, it was kind of, the score was misleading last week. They really capitalized on three plays. I mean, Melvin Gordon had a big, long run. In the end of the game and then they converted on a fourth and one near the goal line and then they scored a touchdown i mean you take those two touchdowns away it's 13 to 7 or, or yeah 13 to 10 or 13 to 7 and then i mean that's a close game against the giants very close game so i think jacksonville could win man i'm not brave enough to pull the trigger but I'm interested. The only thing is I'm respecting that Denver defense. That's the only reason I can't. And I still think um, the Jaguars' offensive line is bad. I wouldn't play any of those running backs this week, Carlos Hyde or James Robinson. But I'm with you, man. I'm playing Chark. I'm playing Marvin Jones Jr. I'm playing, playing Lavisca, Chenault. Playing all those guys this week. No doubt on my mind. Playing all of them. They're going to have to throw because I think they're going to be down. Um, I think Denver is able to move the ball and, and put it in the end zone. But I, got, I have a close game, man. I'm right there with you, Dom. I got 23-20, Denver over Jacksonville. Um, let's get the Monday night game out of the way, and then we got two somewhat pretty good games left to talk about. Um, I'll, I'll take this one over, Dom, really quickly. Detroit at Green Bay. Um Yeah, I have Green Bay bouncing back at home, prime time, in front of their fans. Um, I think Detroit scores some points. I would play um, Hawkinson for sure. I'd play Swift. And I think that's about it for me. I'm not sure about their wide receivers still. Um, But for Green Bay, yeah, man, I'd play everybody on that. Uh, offense I'd play everybody so yeah that's very short and simple and sweet I got Green Bay winning big um, let's go 38 to 20 38 20 Packers over the Lions
1: yeah I'm right there with you I think that um, Aaron Rodgers and Devontae Adams just have a field day against Detroit I think they're embarrassed and you know playing yeah in front of Lambeau Field's finest Great fan base, um, especially on Monday night. I do think the Lions have a little juice. You know, they showed some fight. So I'm with you. I think they score a few points. And, you know, I think they're able to run the ball a little bit or, you know, throw it. They, they did a great job, really, really great job. I tip my hat to um, Anthony Lynn and, you know, whoever else is involved in calling the plays for Detroit. But just getting Jamal Williams and DeAndre Swift the ball like they did was awesome and TJ Hawkinson. So yeah, I expect him to still be a little successful in that area. And uh yeah, I like Green Bay to win it though, thirty five to sixteen. And just Aaron Jones, Devontae Adams, Aaron Rodgers, show baby. Robert Tunyon. Yeah, I like I like quite a few people to score for uh Green Bay. I like Devontae Adams to score twice. And um I think they come away with a thirty five sixteen victory.
0: Okay. Sounds good. Two games left. Um, I'm going Tennessee at Seattle. I don't have Tennessee bouncing back. I I mean, everybody knows how I feel about Tennessee last season. They're phonies. I think they're phonies again this season. And I think them losing Arthur Smith lost their offensive identity and stability a little bit, maybe more stability more than anything. And I think they're finding their way still with this new offensive coordinator. Um, there's been some quotes with Ryan Tannehill coming out speaking, you know, they're going to do things kind of his way, which is funny in my opinion. And so I don't think it's the time to do things your way against the Seattle defense that is playing well. I mean, I, I think they're going to get challenged more this week than they were did last week against Carson Wentz. But I think they come out with juice. The 12s are back for Seattle. The 12s. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, so, yeah, I got, I got Russ completely dominating the show. I got them getting into the 30s this week. I got uh, Seattle 31 and then Tennessee 17.
1: Wow. <clears throat> I, I kind of like where you're going. I do think it's a better game uh, for the Seahawks in terms of, you know, if you win this one, then I think you're impressing people a little more because, yeah, the Carson Wentz debut – just wasn't impressive. They didn't throw the ball well at all. Um, and I expect Tannehill to be able to get the ball to A.J. Brown and Julio Jones a lot better than, you know, Carson Wentz was able to get it to Zach Pascal and, you know, yeah. Michael Pittman. So I do think it's a little more competitive. I don't know that Big Hen is going to, you know, do very well because, yeah, it seems like Seattle is just going to sell out for the run at times, like, watching that game last week, and I'm like, wow, who's that knifing through? Oh, it's Jamal Adams, you know, cutting Jonathan Taylor down, and maybe they would have had a a bigger game. But I'm with you. This is Pacific Northwest. This is their first showing in how long? The 12s are going to be rocking. They got that yep. late afternoon slot. It's just it's not looking great for the Titans. I disagree with you that they're phonies. I love Mike Vrabel. I think he's always going to have them fighting. I think they have a fighting spirit themselves. It's just that defense is bad. You know, I like DK Metcalf to be the star this week and steal a little bit of Tyler Lockett's thunder, even though Tyler Lockett should still have at least eight catches over 80 yards. Mm -hmm. Um, And, yeah, I think I'm with you. Seattle scores 31, and I'm giving Tennessee 20 points. But – yeah, Tennessee's got some figuring out to do, especially if they start 0-2. All
0: right, Dom, last game of the week, heavy game bout. Ding, ding, ding. Ding, ding, ding. Um, Kansas City at Baltimore. Um, I got Kansas City winning this one. I think Kansas City's just clear-cut, better team. I don't think Baltimore rebounds that much better. Kansas City has had Baltimore's number two. I'm just going to keep it that short and simple. I like Kansas City's secondary to play better this week, um, obviously against Lamar. Um, They have a lot of speed back there. I think they stifle Baltimore again. I think Kansas City offense gets after it like they normally do. And I think Baltimore is in chase mode per usual against Kansas City. So that's very short and brief, short and sweet for me. I've got Kansas City winning. Uh, we'll get them. We'll get them in the twenties. I'll keep them in the twenties. I'll keep them at twenty-nine, and I'll put Baltimore at twenty. 29-20, Chiefs over the Rappers.
1: <laughs> um, Baltimore just hasn't figured it out. You know how many times have they lost to Kansas City now in the Lamar Jackson and Patrick Mahomes era? They've been labeled as Baltimore's kryptonite, you know, whatever you want to call it. It's just unfortunate, man. It makes me sad a little bit. Like, dang, you guys, I don't know why I have. I think just because, you know, I appreciate what Lamar Jackson can do. It just uh, makes me feel like, are you guys ever going to be able to beat them? Like, yeah, you've had these classic showdowns at times, but they just, they're not going to be able to figure it out, man. They just you give up 33 points to the Raiders like that, you're certainly not going to hold Kansas City down, right? I don't care if you're at home. I don't care if it's on Sunday night. Uh, Lamar's going to make plays for sure. I think Sammy Watkins plays, you know, inspired. Um, I like Mark Andrews to completely do a 180. He wasn't even... On the field, it didn't seem like last week. So I like Mark Andrews to have a good game. Lamar. um, I don't know. Has this game ever not been, you know, some good points?
0: It's been points, man.
1: I feel like it's always been good points, and it's going to stay that way. And I'm taking Kansas City 35 over Baltimore 24.
0: Okay. All right. And that does it, Dom. Feels good to be back in the flow of things. Yes, sir. Yeah, Fancy Football Yoda. Thanks for listening, everybody. Do you have anything else, Dom?
1: I got nothing. Have a great week, too, everybody. All right, we'll see you next week.